Today we have the pleasure of meeting with Dr. Michael Denning. Michael is a doctor of physical therapy out at Children's Mercy Hospital. Michael, welcome today to uh, talk with our students. Uh, glad you could come on and, and be a part of this. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, glad to talk about physical therapy and anyone interested in it, teach you a little bit about what I do every day. So Michael's uh, out at Children's Mercy out by the Legends, and as you can see, he's in a um, very state-of-the-art, large facility, which is absolutely amazing for your sports medicine um, patients. Uh, Michael and I got introduced in, I think it was 2018, by a former student of mine, uh, Megan. She came to Michael with a knee injury, and do uh, you want to talk a little bit about what you were able to do with her? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> some of you maybe even has able to see Megan's story. So I think Children's Mercy did a little story on Megan um, because she unfortunately had a, a subsequent knee injury. Um, so we had the first one, the ACL tear when she was playing softball. Um, <clears throat> had a little bit of a struggle coming back and then because she was trying to play uh, basketball as well on the way back through rehab. So that made things a little challenging. Uh, made it back through and then uh, six months later tore her other ACL and so uh, that unfortunately is a bit of a, a common tale like when someone tears one ACL there's um, pretty high odds you tear the other unfortunately um, and so she had a second one and so I got to know Megan pretty well so we worked we worked together for dang near two years straight um, <clears throat> and so she battled through a lot and so that but in, in all of that yeah I was able to start becoming more integrated with Turner High School and so uh, you know I've visited a few times, you visited me a few times, and we've kind of uh, been able to learn from each other and kind of help <clears throat> kids, you know, learn more about health careers and, excuse me, <clears throat> health careers, and um, so it's been fun along this whole way. Good, thanks. Um, so you studied at K-State and got your bachelor in athletic training there. Um, what led you to want to go to K-State <laughs> out of high school? Uh, <clears throat> well... It was a big school that was nearby that wasn't KU. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be totally honest, um, right. I, there, I would say I, there wasn't anything I was necessarily like looking for like a program. If I'm if I'm being honest, I was uh, not that smart at 18, okay. <laughs> and so um, <clears throat> I, I didn't do my I didn't do a lot of research. Thankfully, when I got there, though, you know, I kind of uh, I initially I think started even as a marketing major. And then switched to psychology, and I was all over the place. But you know, most kids end up switching a couple different times. So that's usually what I tell my kids now: is like, don't worry about it. if you go to college, you don't know what to do. It's okay. Like, <clears throat> learn a little bit, see what you like. And right. so, uh, so mine, you know, I kind of navigated my way through a little bit, and I took a kinesiology class my freshman year. My sister, who's a nurse, actually a nurse practitioner now for Children's Mercy as well, uh, she was like, Michael, I think you should take a kinesiology class. I think you'd like it. I was like, what the hell is kinesiology? I don't know what that is. She's like, you study about how people move. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Uh, and I liked, I loved it. Uh, right. You know, we did all these kind of interesting labs, underwater wearing for, you know, fat composition and all this other fun stuff. And so that kind of sparked my interest. And then I actually, that led me towards uh, athletic training. Um, and then from athletic training is what <clears throat> then eventually led me into physical therapy. Okay, cool. Um, so after K-State, then you went and got your doctorate at Wichita State? Yes, sir. Okay. Yep, shockers. Uh, so uh, I, I definitely claim K-State more than Wichita State. <clears throat> but, um, you know, uh, yeah, Wichita State for PT school, three years. Um, 
And so it's a lot of school, but uh, it was fun. Uh, you know, I was going through everything, you know, there's, it's, it's a once a lifetime experience to do all that stuff. And so, especially now PT school, it was really, uh, it was really tough to get in back then. And it is even harder now. Right. Uh, so I have actually one of our techs, uh, he's been here for a couple of years, has been trying to get into PT school. And so he's like, you know, he had, he retook a class to try to get his grade up and he's been doing all these things to kind of bump up his resume, his application. And he finally got in and he's going to school in uh, Texas, a uh, small school in uh, Austin, I believe. But, um, it was just a good example for me to see like, man, it was, it was tough to get in, you know, long time ago back in my younger days. Um, and, uh, it's, it's gotten even more rigid now. So, um, yeah, strong applications are a good idea. What are some things that you think a high school or young college student should be looking to add to their applications, uh, with job experience or, uh, volunteering, uh, that would make them a strong candidate? So I think, I mean, it's kind of an easy answer uh, and maybe then kind of hard to implement. So I think the yeah. easy answer is like <clears throat> anything that you can get associated with, a, with physical therapy. If you, can, if you can work as a tech, even if it's part time, even if it's a couple hours a week, um, but you can just be somewhere involved in physical therapy, that looks great. That's like, okay, so you have an idea of how clinics run. Um, and then if you can grow on that even more of like, oh yeah, I was a tech at an outpatient facility, something you know crazy like this. And I also was able to work at a hospital. It's like, oh wow. So you have very variable experience. It's not just like you did one thing one time. Right. Uh, so I think that would look very strongly. And then I think on top of that, um, if you have you know even just one element of volunteering um, and, and if that's just in relation to the the profession you're trying to get to or the or the arm of PT you want to get into. So like if you like sports, yeah, you know, I like to I like to coach little league baseball. Sure, great. Yeah. Um and just I think some of those kind of easier things, it doesn't have to be a chore uh like of a volunteer hours like oh, I gotta go do this. You can it can be something you enjoy doing. Right. Just find something that like, okay, this will also benefit me when I go to apply. because uh, I think a lot of kids don't do that stuff and then you end up standing out quite a bit and it doesn't take much effort. I think on the, on that back end to do those things, uh, to make yourself stand out a little more. Okay. So you got some experience as a athletic trainer at K state. What, what sports did you uh, work with while you were there? So, uh, I did football, uh, football's in the spring. So fortunately, unfortunately, <clears throat> we always joke. So any athletic training student goes through that. If, Football is that's like the big show, and so if, in K-State's a big football school, and right. so um, uh, if you're with football in the fall, your life is not fun. You travel a lot, and like it's not fun travel. Like there's a lot of rules, and you, I mean, and you're it's intense. Um, I I actually wanted to do those things. Um, I just the timing of where I was in the program, it just unfortunately didn't work out. So I did spring. So I was kind of happy not to travel that much more. So, right. uh, so it was, it was with, with the football team uh, in the spring. That was, it was a lot of fun, and it was intense to see them uh, do more of the recovery. And so, that was, so that, I think that's what also kind of pushed me into more of the rehab side of it because there was a lot of like, okay, surgery was pushed off until January after the season. Now these guys are rehabbing in the spring. <clears throat> and so there's a lot of that going on. Um, and then I was with um, technically – uh, it was a shared training room for basketball, uh, track and baseball. Um, and it was more so I would just kind of be in the training room and whoever needed something, I was just there to help, uh, versus like actually on the field. 
Right. And then my last one was like the one I was, you know, more so like actually implementing treatments and stuff was I was just at the at Manhattan High School. <clears throat> so they had the trainer there and there's two of us um, that were the training students. And, you know, we were had the fanny packs on and taping ankles. And so uh, that was fun. And, I, and again, I think kind of all these things that um, my history with working sports and then it kind of led me into working youth sports like my last rotation in college that I just really enjoyed and I connected with it very strongly. Um, so that way when I kind of transitioned to PT school, um, I liked PT school, but I, I went into it and I will say honestly with kind of a the wrong attitude that I went in my first day of PT school was like, I'm doing sports, I'm doing outpatient, that is it. No inpatient for me, nothing. My mind is already made up. Right. Uh, and that is not a good idea. I strongly encourage anyone going into that stuff, go get your information first and make a decision. Um, I, I, I was very lucky and fortunate that I was able to, um, you know, my plan worked out that I was able to work now in a, just an absolute unicorn of a facility like this. Right. Um, so you talked about kind of the, how you got into it a little bit. What inspired you like professionally to want to be sports medicine? Sure. Um, I mean, I think, again, that's kind of like an obvious, easy answer, like to be a little cliche is that like, I like sports. Um, right. You know, I'm very competitive, sometimes a bit annoyingly so. And so um, uh, it's it makes a job more fun, of course, is that like, you know, I'm I get to stay around sports and stuff. Um, but something I think uh, just my own personality is I, I just I've always been one that like love to be able to lend a hand. If I'm able to go help someone do carry a couch, if I'm able to be that guy, I can be like, hey, I can help you out. Um, <clears throat> I, I get fulfillment out of that. Like it makes me feel good to be able to go help somebody do whatever they need. And right. so uh, it is. Gr this is a really great job for that <clears throat> to be able to, someone comes in and crutches, you know, in August and you know, they're, they're down. They're like, I, like I can't see, imagine playing again and they're having a tough time. And then week by week, moving more, standing, jogging, running, jumping. And then all of a sudden, like, man, I can't believe that's already been nine months. And, and, that, and, now, I'm back, and now we're done. Like, I don't have to come back to see you. And I'm like, yeah, and you're doing awesome. And so, like, that whole time you see this grow and you see them right. uh, get back to what they want to do. And so being a part of that, like, being a part of sports now in a little bit of a different way, kind of in, um, you know, obviously can't be competitive forever. But, like, associated with athletics and, and, and helping kids and not even just kids, even adults, um, get back to what they want to do. It's, it's very rewarding. And so it, that, that in itself was an easy drive to, to where I am now. Absolutely. So with that, with what's your daily routine look like? I know it's probably changed and adapted and pivoted since, uh, you know, the last year of your life. Um, I know before you would, there'd be 10, 15 clients in there sporting in their training and, a whole bunch of mix of, of time uh, out on the floor. How many patients are typically you seeing through the day? So typical day for us, <clears throat> pre-COVID, we were around 12, 12 to 14. That would be a heavy day for us. Uh, we are fortunate being a nonprofit and that we are uh, you know, able to focus on the patient more than focused on just the numbers. Right. Uh, and I don't mean to knock private practice on that because that's just the nature of the beast that like, if you're not, you can't get yourself paid, you can't stay open. And so right. like you have to, they have to more so balance getting more people in and, you know, having enough time for one-on-one. -on -one. We're fortunate for us with a nonprofit that has 
the capacity to uh, you know allow us to do that thing uh, to do more one-on-one that's great and so <clears throat> pre-covid 12 to 14 patients a day uh, which is very manageable uh, we would do 30 minute slots and then we would kind of overlap so it'd be like someone at seven someone at 7 30 and seven the seven o'clock i manage my schedule seven to eight seven thirty would be seven thirty to eight thirty and do it like that right COVID comes, and so we're trying to limit people here um, in interaction. So we switched to 45s with 15-minute gaps. And so okay. truly, everybody had about an hour. And so right. um, we're still doing that now just because we actually kind of have been able to uh, improve our efficiencies. And so like, yeah. okay, we don't need this. We can still get a fair amount of people seen uh, and still keep this more one-on-one. Um, and so... Uh, that's where we are right now is about 45 minute treat. So I'm, I'm about 10 to 12 kids a day now, um, okay. which is again, manageable. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so in between, in between your patients, you're obviously charting and documenting stuff. Oh yeah. Can you talk a little bit about maybe some of the uh, math that's incorporated or some of the documentations that you have to make throughout a, a patient's uh, time with you? Oh, sure. And so I think your, um, the level of like specificity you want to get into in your documentation, um, I think kind of goes to show, you know, where you are as a clinician. Um, and so my, uh, you know, kind of one of those, um, there's an old, I, I think they even give Einstein credit, but I'm not sure if it's an Einstein quote. So don't, I'm not positive. Someone Google <laughs> me on this is that, uh, like if you don't, um, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. And so, when you go to do your documentation, that that should happen. I should be able to take some complex information and simply word it. Um, however, with that, there sometimes gets things like, yeah, right, the numbers and you know, the math that may go into stuff as well. Now, there's not a lot of just straight algebra that I'm doing in here, uh, but there is a lot of physics that I do. Right. Uh, and and again, it's not the same thing that I did in high school when I had to figure out, you know, solve for x of the torque. But like. Uh, but applied physics for sure. So for instance, uh, I don't know if you can see it. Nah, you can't quite see it from our location here. We'll do a tour in a little bit and I'll show everyone the lab. Uh, but just yesterday I took a <clears throat> patient into our uh, biomechanics lab. You know, we were looking at forces through her, uh, through her legs when she was landing and jumping and, um, you know, <clears throat> calculating the forces like, Hey, look, you're only hitting with 300 newtons of force on your left, butt, but you're hitting with 1200 newtons of force on your right. Like that's not good. And so right. how that translates back to me is that like, I can document that, like that's easy. I have, I can show you insurance you, this is proof why she needs to come to therapy because she has, you know, 900 Newton difference of, for, of force during the simple movement. Um, and so that is where being able to have these complex things and state, simple, state them simply <clears throat> helps multiple things because the patient sees it and they understand. Uh, they can see what they need to work on. Your documentation is very easy because you know what you need to work on. And then lastly, most importantly, insurance will see that and be like, okay, I can see how this number does not match this number. And that is easy for me to justify. You should keep going to therapy. Right. Absolutely. Um, you want to go ahead and do that tour then? That sounds good. So uh, we had a company called Matterport um, come through and they basically kind of like um, <clears throat> Google mapped our facility. Might take a minute to, uh, to load up here. All right, you got me there, Drew? 
Yep, we got you on there. So this is what patients see when they first come in. So they come in through our little lobby. Oh, if I can turn the page. Coming through the lobby. And then I'm struggling to drive here. And so then we come in to our small gym we got here. So we got our half basketball court you step into. And this give you a little panoramic. This is the gym. How big is this facility? Just that main that main room area right there. I, I think it's just under 15,000 square feet. So pretty big. Yeah. So we'll work our way in a giant lap around this whole facility. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll walk you to where I'm sitting right now. Right now I'm uh, in this back corner over there. So, so when I come into work, I walk in, I go in that room. That is our nice boring office that no one cares about. Computers, blah, 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 typing. And then our turf, we've got, we have a 40 yards worth of turf. Um, to be fair, it is end-to-end -end 40 yards. And so if, if you were to be sprinting, oh, and sorry, they dropped our batting cage as you walked. Forgot about that little ditty. Yep. <clears throat> Drop down batting cage is always nice to have. Um, so as you come all the way to the end, so I'm walking to where I'm currently sitting now. So this interview is taking place right here next to this garage door. Looks like this is maybe taken on a snowy day. Yep. Um, and so just our various equipment we have over here, we don't really have time to go through all of it, but a lot of fun toys. Um, but having this turf is really, really invaluable. Um, and then our, all of our plyo boxes, additional turf space, kind of a larger area we can do a lot more cutting on as well. Um, and this is sporting sides over on this side of the gym. We kind of fly all the way over here. Um, so sporting trains here, um, they are alongside our kids. So they come in and they have their different training times and they come in and they'll hop on their bikes right here. These are the sporting bikes, but our kids are allowed to use them too. Um, so a lot of people, like Graham Zeus, he's a popular name from sporting, is what Johnny Russell, those guys, they're in here and they'll be on this bike and you might be sitting on the one next to them. Now with COVID, we've tried to be a little more spaced out, but right. it has happened many times. Like you have to, you might have to share the leg press machine with, a sporting player because he's trying to work in too and so which is awesome that's just like a fun experience for the kids to have as well Absolutely. and i will just give lots of credit to uh coach vermice and his team that these guys are great they are really really respectful and uh and do a really great job of helping us share the space and keep it looking nice and um and just uh they sacrifice their own time like oh if you need this for your kid you have they go do it. i'll come back that's fine um and so they're they're all all of the players it's been really really great to have them here so if we continue our circle treadmills bikes our pool is awesome can i hop in there yep so these two pools are sweet so we have the hydro works 3500 and the hydro works 2000 so that's in gallons the, the 2000 is the uh, super cool one this is a zero depth entry pool so this whole floor raises up to the ceiling ceiling raises up to the floor for a zero depth entry and then it drops all the way down to six foot it has four hd underwater cameras so you can have two view uh, two front view and two side views uh that will be displayed up on the big screens right here um and then there are two jets that you turn this into a turbine and uh swim you can have just continuous swimming okay. in that pool 
And then that pool over here has a treadmill down on that corner, a couple cameras and a, a couple jets as well. Uh, <clears throat> still very, very useful. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, this pool, just because it can do so much, is really valuable, especially if you have an athlete who's, I, you know, some gymnasts are pretty short. You have a four foot 10, 15 year old. She really can't do much in a four foot water over here. And right. so this pool becomes much more valuable. And so it just things like that. It just helps quite a bit. So with uh, that zero depth, uh, knee patients can just walk straight off the pool deck onto the. Yep. <clears throat> I, I had a girl who was on a walker. Um, <clears throat> uh, and so, sorry, excuse me, had a girl who was in a walker. And so she, you know, for one, she was scared to even move. Uh, and so she just took a walker out there, stood still. I was like, okay, it'll be all right. And just lowered her down. No problem. Good. So see if I can buzz this through here pretty quick. All right. <clears throat> a lot of more equipment. We have some Pilates equipment here. Uh, the, the room is currently shifted a little bit, but, uh, we don't have time to get into all this, but I strongly encourage anyone interested in any element of health, fitness, or sports, you need to educate yourself in the world of Pilates. It is a horribly underutilized under, modality in far, as far as rehab and training goes. Uh, and if you want to be a better athlete, you should do this stuff. That's my plug for Pilates. <laughs> Uh, our Biodex strength training or strength testing machine. Uh, it's an isokinetic machine. Um, it actually does a lot more than that, but we primarily use it to uh, strength test our ACLs for quad and hamstring strength. You sit in the chair, leg gets attached, and you kick and pull, and it measures how hard you can kick and pull. Right. And then more Pilates stuff. And the, here are the above ground force plates I was referring to. Yeah. And then here is our human performance lab. So in this lab, go through the net here. Woo. In this giant lab, all these cameras up on the wall, these are motion capture cameras. There are 19 of them, but I think we have an additional two if we need them. Um, and so you get the reflective markers put all over your body like they do for video games and action movies. Right. Uh, and then our lab coordinator, her name is Jen. She is very, very smart. <clears throat> 